Hello, one and all, and welcome to the podcast we call The Fantastical with myself, Steve Nussbaum, in a podcast where I invite my friends to come on, tell me all about their musical tastes and experience whilst collating their fantasy festivals, which I have christened Fan Tastivals. This episode is number 31. As we move on to the end of the year, our early 30s, we are now in December, just two episodes left of 2020, this being the penultimate episode of the year. So without further ado, I am delighted to introduce the guest on this episode of the Fantastical Podcast. It's someone I only worked with for about three years, three or four years, but we created enough memories to last us a lifetime. I still miss him to this day. It's one of my favourite people on the planet. I'm actually smiling as I'm introducing him, and I bet he's blushing on the other end of the phone. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the one and only, it's Mr. Ben Eastwood. Good evening. How you doing? Mate, I'm so well. I'm so happy that you're doing this podcast, because I really wasn't <laughs> sure whether you would want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but here I am anyway. Here you are, as we live and breathe. Ben Eastwood is on the Fantastical. Yeah, Oh, we worked together for five years. Amazing. Five whole years. Half a decade, mate. I'm glad someone was paying attention during those five <laughs> years, Ben. <laughs> so how are you, mate? Because obviously you live around the Midlands area. I live in London. I've not seen you since February. I think we last saw one another um, on a night out when I was last in Solihull. So, mate, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's been a strange year. Uh, been challenged here, but we're what three weeks out from Christmas. Uh, got the Christmas decks up. Follow the festive spirit. Uh, yeah, yeah, not too bad. So how how has lockdown treated you? I know you've been you're a busy man anyway, but if you kind of how have you found it? Um, well, I mean, I got when we first went into lockdown back in March. I got five weeks off on furlough, which was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed furlough before I was rudely pulled back into work and then I've basically been working full time from home since um, June really um, and it's been it's been pretty full on at work keeping myself busy um, I, I enjoyed lockdown when it was summer and you know you could get out for a walk a run uh, I managed to get back into kind of fitness stuff um, was having a good time. I've enjoyed the second lockdown less. Uh, I think just because it, it's darker earlier, mm. the weather's not 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 so great, and um, yeah, it, it just felt like oh god, we're back here again. But I've tried to be relatively stoic about it. I'm looking forward to Christmas. The vaccine's been announced, so yeah, think, fingers crossed, uh, things are looking up. Very very positive outlook, which can only mean we're going to have one hell of a positive podcast. So I obviously know you very well. We worked together for five years, believe it or not. And <laughs> But just in case anyone is listening and is thinking, who on earth is Ben Eastwood? Tell us a bit more about the man, the myth, the legend that is Ben Eastwood. I don't know if I'm the right person to ask. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, giving a bit of a, an overview. So originally born in Leeds, uh, Raised in Yorkshire, went to the university in Sheffield, uh, then did a bit of travelling, um, kind of flirted with a career in the hospitality industry and restaurant management um, before deciding that really wasn't for me and 
Uh, I joined HMV uh, at the Birmingham High Street store back in, I think, about 2003, 2004. Uh, did 10 years as a store, in various store management positions around the country. Uh, and then, as we've already alluded to, I had five years in the head office down in London, uh, where I met your good self and many other good friends. Uh, and then just over a year, so a year in November, uh, finally took the plunge to, to leave my comfort home of HMV and, and, and moved, moved to further afield to a different, a different business. And yeah, it's got, it was, a, it was a big, big culture shock, but, um, I think I've settled in. I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, yeah, um, massively into my music, massively into my films and games. So obviously HMV was, always an obvious choice and it's something I'm passionate about and something that I'll always treasure working for a company like that that's so intertwined with my own personal interests. Very nicely put, very nicely put. So you said you were massively into your music, which is good because this episode is all about you talking about <laughs> yeah, your music. This be a bit boring. <laughs> <laughs> so no spoilers, but what what music are you, like music wise, what, what are you into? Is there a particular genre you're into or do you like many? I mean, I, I like many different subgenres as long as it's basically got a guitar is normally my my main barometer. Like, I, I enjoy dance music. I enjoy hip-hop and stuff. If it's on, it's not something I'd ever seek out and go and see live or, or buy. It's always been kind of rock, metal, country, Americana, singer-songwriter stuff, that, that sort of stuff. That's, that's my real passion. Good to hear. Could hear so quite a few genres mentioned there. Is there anything currently you're listening to, whether that's new or old? I think the Spotify and Wrapped artist lists came out. I think yesterday, and my top five. Looking back, probably no surprise if people have listened to this podcast from the beginning. Number one for me this year is Biffy Clyro because that album, their new album, I just haven't stopped listening to since it came out. I think back in July. Uh, number two for me is Violent Soho, which I've only just picked up on due to Lee Clancy's. Fantastical about five weeks ago but shows you how much I've played the album that's my second most artist listened to third for me is Bruce Springsteen no surprises there fourth for me is the Dixie Chicks or the Chicks because when that new album came out that album is so slick I really got into that that's a great album and I won't apologise for, for it whatsoever no, don't. Um, and fifth is Jason and the Scorchers who again if anyone's listened from the beginning of the podcast Jason uh, Ringenberg from Jason the Scorchers was actually one of my guests on episode 13 and the fact he's number five in my most listened to artist list uh, was amazing so enough about me they're my most listened to artists currently in, for 2020 what, what's currently kind of on the stereo at, at Shea Eastwood um, so the album of choice at the moment is something by a guy called Mike Benart V-N-N-A-R-T he, he's done a he was the lead singer of one of the bands who forms part of my lineup, um, and he's done three solo albums, all kind of independently released. Um, I think you'll find some on Spotify, but his most recent one, I think, is just through Bandcamp and stuff. But it's it's a tour de force. It's it's a, it's a proper good kind of prog rock, uh, alternative rock kind of album, and it's yeah, it's, it's been blowing my socks off ever since it first came out. Really enjoying that. Um, other things that I've been getting into, so I've, I've kind of been de- delving into female singer-songwriters, which, if that doesn't sound too rude, <laughs> um, but I've been 
Oh, absolutely. Um, she's done a couple of good, good solo albums, and she's also she's also seems to be involved in about a million different side projects from I think the Better, Better Oblivion Community Centre and uh, other stuff. I think she's she's very talented. Um, and I'd, I'd heartily recommend you check it out. As long as uh, she's not dampening the good name of one of my musical idols. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a little conflicting because, yeah, myself and you are, are big fans of Ryan Adams and there's obviously a little controversy around that, but let's, <laughs> let's play no more. <laughs> um, and, then, and then my guilty pleasure at the moment is uh, I think the Taylor Swift album's brilliant. <laughs> Uh, I never thought I'd say that, but the, the folklore, um, particularly the track that she does with with the guy from Bon Iver, I think is just genius. There's no such thing, Ben, on, on as a guilty pleasure on well, the that's, fantastical that's what John podcast. Baker was saying last week, wasn't it? We've said it <laughs> since the inception. It's just a pleasure, not guilty. Just a pleasure okay. to play the Swift album. <laughs> So quite quite a few different kind of genres of music. Obviously, Taylor Swift is kind of more of the pop lines. Phoebe Bridges is more acoustic-y female singer-songwriter, like, like you said. And Mike Bennett uh, comes from an act who we haven't spoken about yet and who I've got no idea who they are. So quite quite nice and varied there. Um, yeah. So we're roughly the same age. I mean, I think I'm slightly older than you, although I might be wrong. Yeah, but... we, we both hit, hit the, the big four zero this year. Crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been an ideal year for a midlife crisis. <laughs> so let me take you back then to I guess the late 80s early 90s when Mr Eastwood's walking around Lancashire he's got some pocket money he's heard some tunes on the radio he's ready to go out and buy his first album or his first single can you remember what they were and, and the experiences of getting those yeah I mean I, I, thought, I thought about this and I've got vague recollections I'm, I'm not sure I've got quite as clear a memory of my childhood as, <laughs> as most people have but I, I remember when I was first listening to cassettes so this would have been uh, like 11, 12, 13 years old and listening on the, the classic kind of red plastic Walkman with, with the headphones with the orange foam cups uh, and I remember I had, I had a cassette tape of Michael Jackson's Bad uh, Very good Yeah, we, 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 it's, yeah quite, quite a good choice and then I think I also had a Madonna album which is slightly out of character but uh, apparently that's what I was into uh, at that young age Bad's a great album. Every every kind of like five or ten years, something will happen and you'll hear like a Michael Jackson track on the radio and you're like, wow, like phenomenal. Talented guy. Yeah, only been selected for one Fantastival in episode one, believe okay. it or not, at Paul Levy's Rockin' the Trance Festival. And Madonna, I don't know if I'm just not speaking to, the, to her kind of market um, or her target audience, never even really been spoken about at Fantastival, which is bonkers really. So maybe we'll see tonight. Maybe Madonna and Michael Jackson will, will raise their heads in your lineup. Probably not, but probably not. Because, because <laughs> for me, I guess, I guess when I properly got into music was was when I got like my first MIDI system. Remember those big blocky things with the two speakers to either side? I was I was so chuffed when I got that. I think for my probably my fourteenth, fifteenth birthday, and the first CD I remember. I don't remember where I got it from, but I remember playing it on my new stereo and that was Offspring Smash oh that's a great album which was yeah a proper proper banger of an album proper um, upbeat I was, I was quite into the kind of pop punk kind of stuff at that age Green Day and Offspring and stuff like that yeah, my mate James Kay had he was the kind of kid who got them all like I think his mum had like Britannia Music Club. So every like week he'd like I remember he got the offspring smash, we we're like, This is amazing. Then he got Green Day Dookie, 
Then you got the Blue Album by Weezer, and you're like, mate, these are all like insane albums. But yeah, Smashed by Offspring, like I remember, like Keep Them Separated, Self Esteem, is on there. Some great tracks on there. Yeah. Those were the days. Yeah, yeah. Not heard much from them recently. I don't know if they've gone into hibernation or anything, but yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I listened to them early on. Who knows? So some good, good acts mentioned there. It's good, uh, good way to start up this podcast. So tonight is all about you collating your fantasy festival. Are you a festival fan? Yeah. So um, the first festival I ever went to. I've been dredging the memory banks with V97 at Leeds. Do you know what? Loads of people on this podcast, again, maybe we're showing our age, about five or six people have said their first festival, but most of them were Essex-based, because obviously V was Essex and Leeds, wasn't it? Chelmsford. Yeah, Chelmsford at our way. So V97, am I right thinking this was The Prodigy and Blur? Yeah, Yeah. because I think I was probably... I think I just had a day ticket to the Sunday, which was Blur's headline day, and it was that was the year of Song Two. Um, I, I, I remember that being an absolute great. I don't remember a huge amount, but I remember Blur being properly on form, and I was quite into Blur back in them days. Not not so much anymore, but uh, yeah, that was that was a great introduction to the world of festivals. Brilliant, yeah. That, that was a lineup. When you look at the lineup now for that, I think there was like Stereophonics, like one of the first bands on the bill. I don't know if that was the day that, that you were in. It's but... funny when you, when you see massive bands just miles down the list mm. playing, the, playing the two o'clock slot. I think because I, think I, was, I was going through a few, you can, you can look at the posters for all the different festivals of that kind of era. And I, I looked at one, I was like, hold on, who's that in Smallbridge and this Coldplay opening up on the NME stage in one year? I'm thinking, God. Unbelievable. changed. Unbelievable! I'm sure when I'm sure V97. I'm sure the the Foo Fighters were playing some tiny, tiny tent, some tiny, tiny area at V97. So V97 gets mentioned again in terms of a festival. Um, yeah. Any other festivals that stand out for you, or you, you kind of chilled yeah, out from doing I mean, the festival vibe? I, th- I think at that age, I think I think from from '97 till probably about. 2002 so just towards the end of university i think i probably went to one a year um i think i went to v a couple of times leads a couple of times uh download and, and i also um the one that really stands out I, I managed to go to glastonbury once and luckily i managed to go in 2000 which was the year that bowie headlined oh wow um which yeah obviously with his sad passing um last year i think it was uh makes it even more special that I got to see him. Um, yeah. Bowie's an artist who didn't really get spoken about for the first 27 episodes, and he's been picked twice in the last four Fantastical. So Mike Grant had him as his headliner that I predicted, yeah. and Sharon, Sharon Jones had him as her pre-headline, but headline act, which is great to see Bowie. So maybe we'll see Bowie in your lineup, maybe not again, as we're talking about. So it seems like you've done quite a few festivals. Have you got any gigs, moving on to gigs that stand out for you? Any gigs that you look back on and go, wow, that was just another level? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, my my favourite band of all time, as you, you're probably aware, and I'm assuming he's probably going to be on your list, um, is Pearl Jam. Uh, and I got the first time I got to see them, and I, I never really thought I'd get to see them. They was kind of such a big band that always toured America, and they hadn't really toured it the UK that much. Uh, and they came over and did. Uh, they played Manchester Evening News Arena um, around about the time they released Binaural, and I was just blown away. 
say it was it was the the first really massive band that I'd seen in a stadium that size, and they played three encores. I think the set was about three hours long, and it could have gone on all night for me. I thought it was brilliant. Amazing, amazing. Have you seen, have you seen them since? Have you seen them a couple of yeah, times? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got that first time though with their big band. I remember seeing Bruce for the first time, not really realizing what I was seeing until I was in it. Me and my mate yeah. Dave, who just were used to like these hour and a half indie shows with very like little interaction. Maybe you'd get a snile from like a lead singer, <laughs> and then yeah. you had like this uh, mad American bloke and his crazy band who were just watertight, who played yeah. for three and a half hours. Me and Dave were just like, what, what on earth is going on? Like loved it. And it was incredible. You got any more gigs that stand out for you at all? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have seen Bruce a couple of times. I think I came to Bruce uh, quite late on. I think I first really started getting into him around Devils and Dust and uh, the Magic album, which which was kind of was good later in his career. And I'm, I was lucky enough to see him um, at one of the Hyde Park festivals, and he was brilliant. I got to see. Uh, I think. I think. Did you say Lee Clancy was from Australia? Yeah. So I haven't listened to his, I don't know if he mentioned this band, but there's a there's a big band in Australia who've now split up called Powderfinger. Um, and I got to see them in Sydney when I was travelling and that, that was an awesome gig. I mean, partly just because I was in Sydney and having the time of my life, but yeah, that was a great gig and, and a good band if you've never heard of them. Sounds really good. So if you've not listened to Powderfinger, get listening. So again, some massive acts mentioned. I'm really excited to see who's part of your fantasy festival. So I've seen you in the office pull out the odd shuffle, Ben, the odd dance move. The, the Eastwood Shuffle. The Eastwood Shuffle. What gigs are you? Do you do the Eastwood Shuffle at gigs, or are you more of a conservative gigger? No, I, I like to have a bit of a boogie. I mean, I don't go, I don't go full out, uh, but I do like to have a bit of a boogie. never crowd surfs but you know if you're never too old but at 40 you're very unlikely to do so <laughs> feels risky it does <laughs> feels a bit too risky uh, nowadays so that was a bit about mr east was musical taste so the aim of tonight's podcast this episode is getting ben to come on to collate his fantasy festival so if you've never listened before ben can choose any five acts from any genre from any period in history with the premise that one act has to play one of their studio albums in full at his fantasy festival. And to end Ben's fantasy festival, we will have an encore, basically, where all Ben's five acts come together at the end of his festival to play one song. It can be by any act. It doesn't have to be by one of Ben's acts. It can be any song by any artist that all of Ben's five acts can play together at the end of his festival. So, for example, we had the lovely, the wonderful, fabulous Baker boy, John Baker, in the last episode, he collated his only pleasures fantastical. So in John's opening slot, he had the Manic Street Preachers. And because I never know what's coming, I don't know what people are going to say. I forgot to mention Manic Street Preachers were the first band I ever saw live. 
uh, in my life. I went to see Bon Jovi on the Keep the Faith tour at Milton Keynes, I think in 92 or 93, and Manic Street Preachers were first on the bill. So therefore, by default, they were the first band I ever saw live. But I did mention last week, uh, in John's super second slot, he picked the Beach Boys and he picked their album Pet Sounds for them to play. Great album that I listened to earlier today. In John's Midway master slot, he chose the PC, the Phil Collins that I knew was going to be mentioned in that podcast. I had a great time talking about Phil Collins and I think John's passion really came through in that. For John's headline slot, he picked Prince. Second time Prince has been picked in a fantastical lineup, and for John's headline act, he picked the Mighty Queen, who I think made their fourth or fifth appearance at a fantastical as they headline. For John's encore, he had to pick the one and only 5 p.m. Ops Office song of Susudio. So that was an example of what a fantastical can be. So, Ben, the world, the musical world of the history of the world, is literally on your shoulders this evening as we record. The podcast. So with every podcast, Ben, I've got five names on my list. I'm sure I've made a mistake somewhere. I'm sure there's a name that keeps cropping up in my head that I haven't put down on my five that I think you're going to pick. But we'll see how I get on. I will re- re- reveal all after we have got through your lineup. So I think it's probably time now to start collecting your fantasy festival, which I'm very <laughs> excited about. So you've said you've had a few sleepless nights over this, or last night was a sleepless <laughs> night. Yeah, I mean, I have a tendency to obsess over things like this, and I knew when you when you kept on asking me to do it, I thought all I'm going to do about it is think, think, and think about this. Last night I was, I was, I was in bed, and it was everything was just. I've changed my mind about four or five times, <laughs> um, but I've, I finally settled on something, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty pleased with it. Brilliant. Well, let's see how it goes. So before we start talking about Iraqs, we'll get a name and venue for your fantasy festival. So, Mr. Eastwood, very important question first up. What are you going to name your fantasy festival? So, I am going to call my festival The Last Encore. Oh, brilliant. That, I like that title. So, what's influencing that title? What, why The Last Encore? So, so, basically, when I first started thinking about it, I was thinking, oh, I'll just pick my favourite five acts. But then I thought, no, let's, let's take advantage of this being a fantasy and let, let, let's try and think of things that, that couldn't happen in the world as we know it right now. So all my acts are acts that have either separated, had fatalities um, that you wouldn't be able to see these days. So it's kind of, for me, it's, it's a one last chance at an encore for, for some of my favourite acts that can no longer play. Oh, I like it. That's a good way to come at it. I can't remember who's fantastical it was, but someone done a, a fantastical where all the acts had passed away or they'd never seen the acts live um, yeah. to make it more of a fantasy element. So, okay, that's intriguing. It wasn't... Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I almost went and picked acts that, that were exactly like that, but then I thought that was a bit macabre. So, so not everyone's had someone die in it. There are some <laughs> living and breathing. I mean, I say it every week. There's still some acts that I can't believe we haven't really had on the podcast yet. Beatles is the one that stands out for me. We've had a few encores for the Beatles, but no one's ever picked the Beatles for a fantasy okay. lineup. Or U2 still haven't been picked for a fantasy lineup. Madonna, you know, one of the biggest stars in the world, still hasn't been picked. So, okay, intriguing. So you can take us anywhere. You can take us to Leeds. You can take us to Lancashire. You can take us to MEN. You can take us back to HV Head Office. You can take us. Back to Birmingham High Street. We can go to HV Banbury where you ruled supreme for years. You can take us anywhere you like, Mr. Eastwood. So where where are you holding your fantasy festival? So there's there's a venue that I've 
always wanted to go but I've still not had the chance but hopefully some point in my future I will um, and it's in the United States of America it's a venue called Red Rocks in Colorado uh, I don't know if you heard of it yeah I have Ryan's played there a couple of times and there's a few yeah. artists who's played there a couple of times and the footage from the venue looks amazing it's yeah so it's it's set for anyone who doesn't know it's set in essentially a natural amphitheatre um carved essentially carved out of the rock slopes down to the stage so so you get a good view from everywhere and yeah like you say some epic bands have played there. i think the beatles have played there you two have played there hendrix um yeah and it's, it's it's on the bucket list and one day hopefully i'll make it happen um and it and it also seems to tie in with i think i think all my all my bands bar one are american so logistically it would be easier <laughs> Sounds good. So all my acts, I think, that I've got listed on my prediction list are all from the States as well. So I could I get a clean sweep tonight? I've never got more than three out of five predictions correct, Ben. So I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get that tonight, but we'll see. You're going to be that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, let's do this then. So the last encore has been announced. Red Rocks is the venue in Colorado. It went on sale. It sold out. So before we talk about the five acts, I know how hard this process is. There's bound to be lots of acts who haven't made it. Are there any acts you feel deserve a mention who, for some reason or another, just haven't cracked the top five for you? Um, yeah, so, I mean, like I said earlier, Pearl, Pearl Jam are, are my favourite band, and they haven't made it on as a band. There's a, there's, there'll be a nod, um, but they haven't, they haven't made it on because they didn't really fit with the theme, and I've seen them five or six times. So right. Well, it would have been... Um, wrong to have included them. Uh, I I see. I considered some of the classic guys like Hendrix and Bowie, and they they, they, they kind of didn't make the cut either. I'm, I've got to admit, I'm gobsmacked that Pearl Jam aren't in your fantasy festival lineup. Yeah, I am gobsmacked, but I like it. I like it. I like it. Pearl Jam have only been picked once for a fantasy festival. That was Glenn Wilkie. I think Glenn okay. Wilkie had him headline uh, his fantasy festival. So Pearl Jam. I think we'll come in some capacity in this podcast, um, but we'll see. Right, interesting. So Hendrix, Bowie, Pearl Jam don't make it. So let's now start talking about the acts who have. So it's two o'clock. We're in Colorado. It's a great day. Sold out. Ben's doing the Eastwood Shuffle along the aisles. Everyone's having a great time. So it's two o'clock, Ben. It's time to reveal who is opening your last encore festival. to a guy called Mike Venner earlier on whose album I've been listening to this year and his band was a band called Ocean Size so they're, they're a Manchester band um, kind of prog hard rock um, who sadly split up I think in 2011 but they did four or five great albums um, I was lucky enough to get to see them once and I'd love to see them again um, and when they get going, it's, it's a full-on wall of sound. Their tunes build and build to a crescendo, and uh, I think not many people would probably have heard of them. Uh, and one of the great things about going to festivals is finding new new acts you've not heard of. So I think I think they're a great choice for my opening artist. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So they're a band who I've heard of, but haven't really. I couldn't tell you any of their songs or any of their albums. So as a if anyone's listening to this podcast and I go, oh, okay, that sounds pretty interesting. They sound pretty cool. What should someone who's looking to get into Ocean Size go and check out? What should they go and listen to? So for mine, uh, everyone into 
Transition was their uh, second full album. That's the one that I first discovered them on. That's that's a really quality album. Um, and then I guess kind of their masterpiece was an album called Frames, um, which which again is brilliant. Um, you'd probably be interested because the, the the lead singer guitarist actually toured a lot with Biffy Clyro post post Oceanside split up um, and they, they do bear some similarities to kind of early Biffy Clyro brilliant I would definitely go and check out Ocean Size and of course Ben will give us some tracks for our Spotify playlist so Ocean Size an unexpected opener there Ben but I like it I like it it will open up the last encore fantastic they'll play for an hour they'll play from 2 till 3 o'clock we'll have a break for half an hour from 3 till half 3 and then at half 3 it'll be time for Ben's super second act so Ben who's going to play in your super second slot so, so hopefully everyone's had time to hydrate and re-energise because this second band is the album, it's the band that I crowd surfed that I mentioned earlier on and it's Rage Against the Machine. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Second time they've been selected <laughs> for a fan festival. I actually had a ticket to see Rage Against the Machine at Reading, I think in like 1999 or 2000 and I didn't go. I sold it, believe it or not. And that's one of my big regrets. Now, looking back as a 19-year-old, I didn't really know what I was seeing or what I would have seen. Um, but as a 40-year-old, looking back, I'm gutted I didn't go to that. So, obviously, Rage Against the Machine, massive band. Why have they made your fantastical? Just, uh, I mean, like I said, I only got to see them once, but just such high levels of energy, such amazing tunes, full-on hard rock, Kind of, kind of. They, they they trailblazed their their particular. I don't know how you pigeonhole it, but they trailblazed their particular genre of rock. And I just I just think they're a fantastic band. That that if they were ever to reform again, which seems doubtful at this stage, but um, yeah, they they'd be a great one to see. The band actually seemed quite friendly, apart from the frontman, right? Because obviously there's Audio Slave that formed off the back of Rage Against the Machine. So maybe it could happen. I don't know if you've seen it. There's a great video of someone listening to Rage Against the Machine for the first time. And it's <laughs> it's killing in the name of. And it's a, a dude in his car. And you really see him like listen to the lyrics. And when he kind of realises what's being said and it drops, he's like, he really gets into it. I'd have to see the link. It's an amazing video that I'll obviously, I'll post that on our um, social media account because it's, it's amazing. Is there any kind of period that you want Rage to do? Is it more kind of the early earlier stuff or... You, I mean, what they had, I think they had four albums, uh, if you include Renegade. Yeah. Uh, they, they all, I mean, I think the self-titled one was my favourite, but uh, all their albums had, had great tracks. I, I'd love them just to do a great hit set um, and thrash it out and go go hell for leather. What song was it that you uh, crowd surfed to? I'm, I'm intrigued now about your crowd surfing. Uh, my, my memory's not that good. All I remember is that... It was it, it was near the end of the set when, when I was getting pretty pretty drained from from moshing and and, and, and dancing and stuff uh, and it, it seemed like the perfect act to, to do that the crowd was was rammed and yeah brilliant brilliant there might be a video somewhere on YouTube of this festival <laughs> of this <laughs> song of you just crowd serving having it. <laughs> Amazing. So Rage Against the Machine make their second appearance at Fantastical. They'll take Ben's super second slot. They'll play for an hour. That'll be a mental hour. That'll be an amazing hour. They'll play from half three to half four. So after that, we'll take half hour 
to get rehydrated, get some food in. Red Rocks will settle down again. That'll take us to the point where it'll be time for Ben's midway madness slot. So another act who will have an hour to play from five till six. So Mr. Eastwood, who's taken up your midway madness slot? So Midway Madness um, is a band who are credited with kind of kicking off the, the stoner rock scene um, who spawned the, the great Queens of the Stone Age and this band is Caius. Oh, brilliant. So Caius, I obviously only know Caius is like you've said, spawning Queens of the Stone Age who went on to be absolutely huge. Gotcha. Did you ever see Caius in concert? Obviously. No, no, they were... They were done and dusted before before I kind of came across them, uh, sadly. Um, but yeah, I mean, Stoner Rock, very very groove, uh, heavy riffs. Love to build a tune, long tunes. Really just just the sort of, the sort of band that, that you could see see out in the desert in, in a similar setting to Red Rocks, and just blow your mind. Be very very cool. And did they? I can't imagine they would have had too many albums out, Caius. Again, I don't know too much about Caius. So there were there, there was there was kind of their debut album, which I guess was probably the weakest of their albums, and then they did three three main albums, which most people will know them for. I think Blues to the Red Sun, I think Enter Sky Valley, um, and another one which whose name eludes me, but uh, I would heartily recommend delving in if you've ever enjoyed Queens of the Stone Age or that kind of ilk. These are the guys who kicked it off, and, and, and in my opinion, no one's done it as good as they have since or before. Very high praises indeed. So, Kai's take your midway madness slot. So far, Ben, I'm zero for three in terms of the prediction. <laughs> so, hopefully, I have better luck with your <laughs> with your final two guests. So, Kai's make their fantastical debut. A band who, yeah, I need to check out because quite a few people talk about Kai's, and I think liking Queens of the Stone Age, I'd probably like Kai's. So, I think I probably need to get listening to them sooner rather than later. So Caius will play for an hour. They'll play from five till six. Again, we'll take a half hour break. So it'll be time now for your pre-headline act. They're going to get a bit longer to play. They're going to play for an hour and a half. They're going to play from half past six to eight o'clock. So Mr. Eastwood, who is going to be your pre-headline act? So my my pre-headline act, um, I was massively into a band that you probably heard of called Alice in Chains. Absolutely. Uh, they were huge back in the 90s and and are, are still pumping out albums to this day. However, sadly, I think it was 2002, the, the original lead singer, a guy called Lane Staley, passed away from heroin addiction, sadly. Um, and rather than picking Alice in Chains to play, because officially they're kill, still, still going on, I've picked um, a side project that they did, um, so Lane Staley, Mark Lanigan of Screaming Trees Frame, um, and Mike McCready from Pearl Jam formed a band called Mad Season, who did one album called Above, uh, which is an absolute belter of an album, and is therefore obviously the act that I will have playing just that album um, as my uh, pre-headline act. Amazing. So Mad Season, do you know what? I've got that album upstairs, but I've bought it and <laughs> ashamedly, I don't think I've ever taken out of this rapping. Mate, get it on. So what is it like then? So obviously you've mentioned that, you know, Alice in Chains, Screaming Trees, Pearl Jam, three huge bands who all had a massive effect on the <laughs> Seattle scene. So what 
do, does it sound like what you would expect it to sound like or is it slightly different because Alison Chains could also do many a great acoustic track Pearl Jam can also take it down a notch Screaming Trees I haven't heard take it down a notch but you know there's there's quite a lot of different ways that that, that, that band can go yeah I mean I think it's very Alison Chains esque uh, there's no there's not really much acoustic stuff in there um, there is some more introspective stuff in there but it is it's grunge and, and it's it's just it's, it's a quality record um yeah and and, and it's, it's something that i've listened to many times like like you say i think you probably bought it when it got remastered and repackaged and they i think mark lanigan re- record uh, finished recording a couple of the tracks that kind of been left on the cutting room floor um so there's some nice bonus tracks on the on the remastered version that came out a few years back brilliant i look forward to checking that out so yeah three great bands in one now. I mean, I'm a massive Alison Chains fan, but again, I only really got into Alison Chains post 2002 because my ignorant little Britpop self wasn't ha- listening to anything other than Britpop uh, throughout his teenage years. A great, a great band there. So really interesting. They're mad season. Take your pre-headline slot. They'll be playing their album above that I will get to listening to uh, at some point this week, definitely, and let you know what I think of that. So they'll play for an hour and a half. That's going to be amazing. That will take us to eight o'clock. And then again, one last break to take us to half past eight. And then it'll be time, Mr. Eastwood, for your headline act, the actual headline your fantasy festival. So this act are going to have two and a half hours. They're going to close your last encore fantasy festival. So Mr. Eastwood, we've had a fantastic first four acts. Who is going to headline the last encore? So I think this is probably the only one that you're going to get. So uh, as, as many of you will know, sadly... Uh, Chris Cornell passed uh, last year, which still still leaves me heartbroken. So my headline act is the mighty Soundgarden. So Soundgarden finally make their fantastical debut. Soundgarden have been spoken about plenty of times with people who have seen them or were lucky enough to see them live. They've been mentioned a few times in Act 2 of Justin Stout. So they're your headline act. So tell us about why Soundgarden are your headline act and, and, and why you know, they had to be that choice for you? Um, yeah, so I guess, I guess next to Pearl Jam, they're, 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 they're right up there as my favourite acts of all time. Uh, I was lucky enough to see them um, kind of when they reformed. So if you don't know, I think after Down on the Upside, they kind of had a, a separation and then and then came back together probably 10, 10, 10, 10 or so years later um, and re- released an album called King Animal. Uh, and I was lucky enough to see them when they played that. I think I saw them a couple of times. I saw him on his own doing his solo stuff a couple of times as well. Um, uh, I just, no one's got a set of pipes like him. His, his voice is unique. Um, he was brilliant. The band were excellent. There's some great albums in their back catalogue if you've not, if you've not delved in. Um, as kind of a cheeky little request, um, some of the members of Soundgarden also did a side project called Temple of the Dog, which you may or may not be aware yeah. of, um, which starred Eddie Vedder. So if I can, I would like them to welcome Eddie Vedder onto the stage for a one-song um, cameo appearance doing Hunger Strike. I can absolutely do that, my friend. Yeah. Sounds great. So Soundgarden make their fantastical. So again, are you going to have them do a kind of a greatest hit set or is there any kind of era you want to hear them play music from? I, I would want a greatest hit set, but 
from from what I've read and what I've seen, apparently, before he sadly passed, they did have an album that was, I don't think, too far away from being completed. And it's, uh, for one reason or another, I've heard legal wranglings, um, fallouts between the, the band members and the family, but apparently somewhere there is a lost album. Oh, wow. Uh, um, so as we're in the world of fantasy, I'd kind of like to hear the best tracks from that that never that as yet have never made it out amazing amazing so Soundgarden make their fantastical debut they'll be headlining the last encore fantastical they'll play for two and a half hours Ben and Red Rocks will be in their element so we get to 11 o'clock and then it's time for one last song so Ocean Size Rage Against the Machine Caius and Mad Season will come out they'll join Soundgarden on stage that's an amazing stage of talent You've got there, Mr. Eastwood. There's time for one last song to be played. It can be any song by anyone <laughs> in the world. What are you going to have them to play to close your fantasy festival? I think this is this is the toughest question of the lot. Yeah, any uh, song uh, ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and I went through a few, and I think in the end, I, I just had to pick one uh, to stop stop it stop it running through my mind. So. I think all five of the bands are kind of a similar sort of sort of genre. They're all rock acts, um, and I, I, I thought about a few kind of epic, kind of bluesy ones, and 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 then I thought, no, I want to I want to leave on a high. I want I want people to leave pumped up. Um, and the band that I haven't mentioned yet, the Foo Fighters. Um, have got a song that they always end their shows with that I think everyone will know and love and that's Everlong and that's the one that I'd like them to finish with Great choice there so Foo Fighters have only ever been part of one Fantastical uh, they headline Lee Clancy's Fantastical so they will have their song Ever Long Play that's a great track that's such a great track that's such a great encore for them so to play. if you've ever seen them play it live it's just it's a real crowd pleaser yeah, that's great. That's a great choice for an encore. So all of those five acts will play Everlong. They will bring your Fantastical to a close. And what a way to close it. So Ben, that is it. Your Fantasy Festival is done. Let me tell you what I had on my prediction list. And you can laugh your head off as I only got one out of five. So on, on my prediction list, in no particular order, I the first name on the list I had was Pearl Jam. That I thought would be an absolute no-brainer. But I got a cross next to it. So not for one. I had Josh Ritter. Oh yeah. We've not yeah, even I, spoken I, about. I, I seriously considered doing an Americana themed one, and he would have been on there. Uh, a guy called Jason Isbell, um, Ryan Adams would have been on there. Um, Do you know what you've just mentioned? You've mentioned Ryan. I had on my list who snuck in there last, and the guy who came to my head about ten minutes before recording, and because I never alter my prediction list, was Jason Isbell. Who I who I can't believe I didn't mention. So the only other two artists in who I had in my prediction list, one was Soundgarden, who I got, I'm pleased to say. I'm glad I got your headliner, if nothing else. <laughs> uh, and the other act I had, who I thought you might go with for some reason, I don't know if I was off here, was Metallica.
awesome show. Um, but as they're still alive and breathing and going, they didn't fit. So, no, they didn't make it. Okay, mate. They have had a fatality in that band, just, you know, so they could have snuck in there. But I respect, <laughs> I respect your decisions either yeah. way. Either way. Okay, so let's lock your Fantastical in so you can still change your mind until we lock it in, which is what we're about to do. So let's go through your Fantastical to make sure you're happy with it. So you are holding the last Encore Fantastical. This is taking place in Red Rocks, Colorado. In your opening act slot, we are having Ocean Size. They are going to be followed by Rage Against the Machine in your super second slot. In your Midway Madness slot, we are having Tires, the Pioneers of Stoner Rock. In your pre-headline act, we are having Mad Season, who are going to play their album above. And then for your headline act slot, you are having Soundgarden uh, and Eddie Vedder will come out to play Hunger Strike with Chris and the boys. And then for your encore, all of those five acts are going to come out and play Everlong by Foo Fighters to close your fantasy festival. Mr. Eastwood, are you happy with that? <laughs> amazing what a way to end it that is it ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the 31st episode of the fantastical podcast if you've enjoyed the podcast please subscribe on itunes give the podcast a review or give us a follow on spotify or on anchor and don't forget to recommend this podcast to all of your families and friends if you're on social media you can follow us on Twitter, we're at FantastableP, or if you're not on Twitter, you can also email us at fantasticalpodcast.outlook.com as it would be great to hear from you. Unfortunately, on this podcast or on any podcast, you can't really play music. It'd be great to intercut um, some musical snippets into kind of what Ben's talked about, but we will get some tracks off Ben. We'll whack them onto our Fantastical Spotify playlist. So if you like what you hear, you can then delve in to those artists and obviously their Spotify there's H&V where you can go and buy most of these albums or, you know, get them online. Um, so getting music has never been easier than this current day and age that we live in. So a massive thank you to tonight's guest on the Fantastical Podcast, Mr. Ben Eastwood. Ben, I'm so happy you've done this podcast. Are you happy that you've done it now? Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. It's been great to, to catch up with yourself and, and talk about some great music and They'll all be listening. The memories will all come flooding back and hopefully sooner rather than later we'll get you down to London. If I ever have this 40th, delayed 40th, we'll get you down to London uh, and have a massive, massive reunion. But I'm very glad that you've done it. As I say, when I when you listen back to my introduction, you'll hear that I'm just smiling when I introduce you, which is always a sign that you know I'm really happy to have you on and to have had you on. So I, I've enjoyed it. Ben's enjoyed it. I hope you who are listening have enjoyed it. I'll be back soon with the last fantastical podcast of the year and I'm delighted I've got the guest who I've got. It's going to be such a fun one, although they're all fun to be honest, but I'm delighted with the next guest. So please make sure to join me then. But as always, stay safe my fantastical friends. Please continue to spread the word and that word is fantastical. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 